Hi, I'm Ayala Marinovich, your host. Welcome back to Strength in Words, a family enrichment program for parents, caregivers, and infants and toddlers of all developmental levels. Each episode, we get together to sing a few songs, discuss some ideas for play, and outline some insight about early development. This series is time for you to be together and to feel like you're doing something good for and with your baby, small child, or multiple young children. Please follow your child's lead. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to Ayala. Hello to the singers. Hello, 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 hello to the babies. Hello to the toddlers, hello, hello, hello. Hello to the children, hello to the grown-ups, hello, 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 hello. Hello to your friends, hello to my friends, hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I'll help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your child's name, hello to your name, hello, 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 everybody, hello, everybody, hello, hello, hello. Today we're going to be speaking to my friend and colleague, Leah Curtin of Speech and Language at Home. Let's sing her a warm welcome. Hello to Leah, hello to Leah, hello, 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 hello. Hello to the kiddos, hello to the parents, hello, hello, hello. One last time. Hello everybody, hello everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello everybody, hello everybody. It's nice to see you here. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Strength in Words podcast. Today I'm speaking with Leah Curtin of Speech and Language at Home. Leah is a pediatric speech and language pathologist on a mission to empower families and support professionals to keep it simple when it comes to supporting young children. And today we're talking all about everyday routines and play with infants and toddlers. I just want to point out, I'm really sorry about the quality of my voice on the interview portion of the podcast. It was a really unfortunate problem with my microphone, and unfortunately, I can't get it any better than it is. So I do have two alternatives on the show notes for the page on my website, strengthandwords.com backslash podcast slash routines dash and dash play. You can just read through... the uh, text version of the podcast if you'd prefer, or we have also a video version as well if that is easier on the eyes. It is slightly better quality on the video. It's not quite as distracting because it's not just audio. Anyway, I really hope that you enjoyed this interview with Leah Curtin of Speech and Language at Home, and without further ado, let's get to it. Leah, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're happy to have you too. Yes. So I asked you to come on the show today to talk a little bit about uh, everyday routines and play with infants and toddlers. So first, I would love just to hear a little bit about you, uh, what brought you to this kind of work, and who you are. Sure. So um, I'm a speech-language pathologist, and I had worked in the schools for, oh gosh, um, 
um, 14 years. <laughs> uh, so I've, I've worked with um, preschool to high school kids in that setting. Um, and then about almost five years ago, I transitioned to home health where I would see kids of all ages, many in the birth to three population, but also some older kids as well. So I've just pretty much worked with pediatrics, children of all ages, um, just a variety of needs that they have. So I'm in the home setting now. And when I transitioned, I really had to kind of re-educate myself and see what those kids, um, how I could best serve those kids. So in that process, I've learned so much. Uh, I started bringing in a lot of materials, doing a lot of therapy that I was used to doing traditionally. But as I've um, gotten more experience and um, learned more what the evidence is, it really just states that children learn best from their natural environment. So anything that I brought in was not, it might help them. They might have a good session and learn a lot at that time. But I really tried to um, expand into more of an education role, helping families, um, training, teaching what they can do at home as well. So um, that's kind of where I'm at now. It's been a process for me. I'm still learning, um, but I'm hoping to kind of share a little bit of that with you guys today. That's so great. Yeah. So um, let's hear about it. Let's see. So what can you tell us about why everyday routines are such great opportunities to connect with a small child? Exactly. I think sometimes um, parents might feel like a therapist knows something (laughs) special or different that what we're doing is kind of a a unique trick, but, but really it's just thinking intentionally about what you're doing and it doesn't matter so much what the object of the material is an everyday object is those things the kids see every day is going to give them lots more exposure and practice for learning language so by focusing more on things that kids see every day um that's that's words that they're going to need to use and Mm -hmm. um the vocabulary to build is just the in daily routines um, so focusing on those kind of things versus strategies or, or tricks that you can bring in and do in a therapy session. It's really more about, about families, routines, what's important to them. Yeah. So, um, so I understand that you've brought a few sort of common household objects with you today. So sure. can you tell us what they are yeah. and what are your best <laughs> I'm using them? Kind of thinking about the things that I use and they sort of fall into, uh, in my brain, I can kind of um, look at them as, I sort of grouped them together. The first group is kind of just everyday objects. It could be something like their shoes. I mean, kids need to learn how to practice the word shoe. And um just common objects they use all day long. So things you have around your home. Um, the second group would be foods. Uh, I mean, some of the kids that I see aren't really eating yet, but because um, I work with more medically fragile kids. And, but they're, you know, parents are in the kitchen all day long. So even if your child's not at a stage where they're eating yet, you know, having them in the kitchen with you, handing them a food, you know, it could be something simple like an apple um, to explore and play with. Then um, uh, those are really unique sensory rich opportunities too. And mm-hmm. then the third one, which I think all kids, especially nowadays benefit from is nature and um, exposing kids to outside 
um, I think as parents, we tend to um, buy those baby safe toys that are fantastic and they're safe for a reason. Um, and they sell them because, you know, there's all these warning labels and stuff, but you don't, you obviously want to watch your kids and make sure that they're not, you know, into harmful things. But at the same time, we, we let, we need to let kids um, explore things like sticks and rocks and, you know, experience things that they would find outside or, you know, um, during playtime where it's not quite so protected. So, yeah, I think it's so, it's so important to like, I think when we think about, you know, things like nature objects, like those kinds of things can be done anywhere and with any setting like you can be living in a city you can be living in you know way out in the burbs or in in, you know a very rural setting Mm -hmm. all it takes is going outside and taking a nature walk which can be anything from walking outside on the pavement and finding you know I'm sure there is some tree somewhere (laughs) that has bark or a leaf or or if there's a spider web somewhere right like that are are great so yeah that's awesome and I love that um so the other two the other two categories that you mentioned were were, just everyday objects mm -hmm. and then foods I think is just really good you get just so much multi-sensory with it with foods I mean letting kids play with um explore the texture they doesn't always have to be eating it but it could just be playing with you know if you give your give your kid a banana let them you know feel the outside of the banana and they can work on peeling it smashing it with their fingers if they're a little bit defensive you can uh, sensitivity by putting it in a ziploc bag i mean you can put other objects in the bag with the banana (laughs) and you know just let them explore the texture they'll get some on their hands um you know they can smell it and and more of an experience uh it's an activity um, based around food, um, but not the purpose of eating necessarily. Yes, that's such a great, um, great example, because I think, especially for our little ones who maybe don't, are like kind of weirded out by that texture, putting things in a plastic bag yeah. is awesome. Or um, like putting saran wrap or other wrap down and taping it onto a tray or exactly. even to the ground is, is not the ground, but like, you know, your heart. Yes, like a tabletop or a, some yeah. surface and just kind of covering it. And I, I think sometimes parents feel like they have to go out and get stuff when really, if you go look in your refrigerator, there's a lot of things. Um, <laughs> one of the things I've done with kids before is just take yogurt, like plain yogurt, and I'll add, put it in little different containers and add food coloring and make it makes a really easy finger paint that they can explore as an art activity, but it's still safe um yes yes if they get that so that's um just one simple idea as far as using your refrigerator yeah <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> and then yeah. you had some great ideas shoes are a great example of everyday objects can you shoes. give us a couple others yeah i think um with a lot of the baby toys they're like plat they're all kind of the same material um plastic and you know that kind of fat, soft fabric which is so cute and fluffy but um, exposing kids, I mean, how many, what child is not like a phone? <laughs> Just like <laughs> pulling out, if you have any old electronics, like old phones or even keyboards are great. Um, yeah. Just yes, to keyboard. kind of play with old electronics for little ones, just to, 
to kind of feel that for for toddlers who are learning more of like kind of getting into that pretend play. Um, it's really fun. And, and I've used old phones with kids um, to help get them talking, like they're pretending to talk on the phone. So, you know, it's not going to matter if they're chewing on them. Um, so kind of old phones. I mean, it could be something like just tape. That'll keep kids busy for a long time. If you um, just exploring the texture, making a roll like inside out so they can stick things to it, um, putting it on their wrists so they can, I don't know, just play with it, be entertained. They're getting kind of that sensation or um, you can, if they're sitting in a, a high chair watching you make dinner, you can tape some things down to their tray and it'll, you know, they can use their fingers, which is great for fine motor to um, pull it off. And you can work on vocabulary, pull, pull, sticky, uh-oh, um, off, on, off, on. Yes. More. Yep. No end. Uh, Yes. Yes. Um, And then with the nature thing too, I think um, also bringing it, you know, if it's like a windy day, I've I've had a lot of kids that just won't go outside because they don't like the wind. And I know as a parent, I would avoid those situations too, where you're just like, oh gosh, it's too windy outside. But if you, they're never really going to get used to it unless you expose them to it a little bit. And um, so I think even five minutes, it doesn't have to be like a super long activity, but if you intentionally just kind of say, okay, we're going to you know, go outside. I know it's cold. We're going to play in the snow or it's really windy. Let's throw leaves in the right. air. Or let's find five leaves or something. Exactly. Scavenger right. hunts are really great for outside because it gives kids like, First of all, it's a great way to burn off some of that energy that they need to run around. But if you say, okay, let's look for pine cones. How many pine cones can you find? And, you know, that's great to keep them busy. Lots of movement. Um, You know, they can run around and look for things. Where did you find it? Lots of great language there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. Awesome. Well, we're going to just take a small break to hear a word from our sponsors, and then we'll hear a little bit more about some of your favorite resources, Leah, for um, for other ideas that you mentioned. Sounds good. Do you want to provide an enriching environment with all without all the plastic bells and whistles? Do you want to know how to stimulate your infant or toddler's growth and development? Are you tired of trying to do this all in a vacuum? We weren't meant to parent in isolation. That's why I created the Strength in Words Community Lab, a content and community hub that brings you peace of mind that you have what matters when you need it most. Bite-sized morsels of developmental information, activity ideas to apply right now, developmental music classes, unprecedented access to professionals and special guests like the one we have today, and an active, engaged community of others like you. The Community Lab is an all-in-one resource that isn't one-size-fits-all. To take your free one-week trial and join us for everything I've just described, as well as member access to Q&A sessions with the featured guests I bring onto the podcast, come check out community.strengthenwords.com. All right, so what are some of your favorite resources for ideas and information about play and routines, Leah? Can you tell us a few of those? Well, I think a lot of parents turn to Pinterest to look for ideas, you know, which can be good and bad. I think sometimes we compare ourselves (laughs) 
uh, be like, oh, there's a lot of ideas out there, but you also just have to kind of keep it realistic. Um, you know, I don't need to, to keep up or make it as elaborate with that, but there are a lot of really good ideas. So if you find, like when we were talking about the food, if, if you, if you're looking for more ideas of what to do with cooked pasta or things like that, you can just, um, that's a great resource to search for things. Um, I've been working on creating a packet of like monthly, um, activities or resources for parents and I've every month I'm I'm putting out it's a resource that gives you ideas of specifically what to do with um everyday items so it could be paper plates or rocks from outside or sticks so uh, just giving parents more specific concrete examples about that um I look for, as far as daily routines and stuff, um, I, I also look for, like, songs that I can sing, and I wish I could, <laughs> you do great songs, I know your podcast has a wonderful um, library of songs, but, you know, you can just make them up as you go, so a lot of the things are just based on um, what I need to individualize for each for each kid, so... Yeah, I love taking a song that is like a familiar tune and then just making up the words based on what I'm doing. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for resources like that. I think what you do is great is you take the situation, a song that you know, and you kind of put them together. So you have great examples of that. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) We have a ton of those, like each month in the community lab, we actually have... um, like a new enrichment session full of a bunch of new ideas each month. So we keep a whole running library of that in here too. Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, parents, I think they, when I work with them, they see that, but sometimes they just need an example or a couple to, to hear and to listen to. So that's a great resource for that, that you can um, hear something that might give you an idea, either repeating those that you've, that you've done, or it's also a good model for things that they can go and, and do on their own. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, thanks so much, Leah. Yeah. And thanks to all of our Community Lab members who are here listening live. Um, we're going to continue the discussion and open up for a Q&A session for you guys in just a minute. But for everyone listening from home or on the go, thanks so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye, bigger kids. Goodbye, all the siblings. Goodbye to the grown-ups. Goodbye to the singers. Goodbye, I have it. Goodbye to the music we laughed and we played. We're getting very clever. This is what counts. Being here together. Thanks so much, everyone. If you haven't yet done so, please leave a review of the Strength and Words podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. That helps other people find the good work we're doing. Don't forget to check out community.strengthandwords.com, your content and community hub to make your play more productive. Come and take a one-week trial on me. See you next time.
Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye, bigger kids. Goodbye, all the siblings. Goodbye to the grown-ups. Goodbye to the singers. Goodbye, I am it. Goodbye to this music. We laughed and we played. We're getting very clever. This is what counts being here together. Thanks so much, everyone. If you feel inclined to support what we're doing here at Strength and Words, you can do so by joining our mailing list, where you'll receive periodic updates and information about all our offerings. I'll be here again next time.